What's up, y'all? Shoe Booty Sports coming at you Tuesday night, usual time. This is your host, Graham Powell, co-host Bradley Brown on the other side here. Say what's up, Brad. What's happening? Well, some things right now. We're getting closer to closer to football season, more action picking up in the sports world. But we'll get to that in a bit. Quick, uh, quick shout out to our sponsor, Rhino Races. Shoe Booty Sports is presented by Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, 10K, half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. That's the Rhino Ultra. I'm fumbling my words here a bit. But sign up for one or all five of their races at rhinoraces.com. Run your race at your convenience. Track it with your favorite fitness app of choice. Screenshot your results as proof of completion. Once those results are verified by Rhino Races staff, uh, your award will be shipped to you by mail. And also check out their gear section for t-shirts like this one I'm wearing right here. Uh, wristbands, decals, and more. That's rhinoraces.com. Rhino Races is the premier virtual running series. And also you can find us, Shoe Booty Sports, on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast, the Wisdom app, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitter, at Shoe Booty Sports. All right, what are we going to start with? How about Sean Payton's comments? About, okay. uh, about Nathaniel Hackett. Saying it's the worst coaching job in NFL history. He said one. He said it's up there. He said one of them. Yeah. Uh, and And here's the thing. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> like everything he said he said it's like he did the interview from almost an analyst perspective like he was still in that analyst role yeah. but he's not an analyst anymore he's the head coach of the broncos i appreciate i appreciate that he answered the questions the in the interview honestly in the way he did as a reporter i can really appreciate that i always loved it when coaches gave me an honest answer and told me what they really thought rather than just gave me the same recycled BS. Um, we're going to go do what we do. You know, that, you know, it, you know, the talk. Yep. I appreciate that. He gave an honest take on it. And like I said, he's correct. I didn't disagree with anything. Sean Payton said in the interview, it is one of the worst NFL coaching jobs I've ever seen. I don't know how you go from, what was a pr considered a pretty good team, and then you bring in a future Hall of Fame quarterback, Super Bowl champion, yeah. and he throws for 16 touchdowns all year. The offense can't get it together. You brought him in to – he's an offensive guy to get the offense right. And they didn't do that. They went in the opposite direction. There's nothing Sean Payton said that I disagreed with in the interview. Having said that, if I'm him – I probably don't make those comments because I know what's going to come with that. I just don't want to yeah. deal with it. it. This isn't college football where you're trying, where you're trying to go like kind of Lane Kiffin to an extent, like Lane does the things he does. Like it's calculated. Like it's not, it's him being him to an extent, but he's turning it up quite a bit. And he's doing that to get recruits attention. He's like, how am I going to get on the level with Alabama, Georgia, as far as recruiting? What edge do I have? He creates his own edge. He creates buzz. He gets people talking about him, talking about Ole Miss. I can, I can understand it if that's what you're doing at that level. Like he did the same thing when he went to Tennessee, Lane Kiffin, that is. Just comes in, just immediately starts talking trash, uh, saying what they're going to do 
I can't remember who what team he talked about. Um uh, singing Rocky Top all the way to I don't even remember who it was. Um Florida, maybe. I don't know. So one of those teams in the East just basically creating buzz. They don't need that in the NFL. The NFL, you're not recruiting, you're drafting, you're signing free agents, you know. You don't need to create that type of buzz. And I don't, and I'm not saying that's what Sean Payton was doing. I just don't understand why you why you make those comments. Even though you're thinking that, there's a reason why you probably don't say it. Don't necessarily bulletin board material works at every level. Yeah. You can say it, you can say your pros and you don't need any added motivation, but any motivation is good motivation in in a circumstance like this. So I just don't know why you say that. Like, well, why would you say that if you're him? What was your take on it when you heard it? And basically, yeah, what are your thoughts? What what was your reaction? Um I don't know. I was taken back a little bit just because, you know, you don't really hear head coaches talking about other head coaches like that, especially in the NFL. Um, yeah. When do you hear Bill I'll, Belichick speak on anything other than uh, on to Cincinnati or, you know, just on to the next opponent? Anyway, continue. But uh, like like you, I pretty much agreed with um, everything that he said. I mean, the Broncos were apparently a quarterback away. You know, they had all the pieces there. And they were just, you know, one position away from being a, a, you know, a major competitor for the Super Bowl. But we just didn't know. Yeah, yeah, we just didn't know that that was the head coaching position. Like that, that needed yeah. to be the position. I mean, they needed a quarterback, but apparently they needed a head coach too. So yeah. Anyway, that just that's. Yeah, if you would have told me at the beginning of last season that you know they would only finish with four wins. Yeah, I would have thought you were pulling my leg because I was like, oh, you know, whenever they announced Russell Wilson was going to the Broncos, I was like, oh, crap, watch out. Yeah, and there was nothing to see. So, yeah. Gosh, what was the running back from Wisconsin that was on the team last year and fumbled his way to, into free agency? Drawn a blank. Had him, had him, drafted him on my fantasy team. Just because I thought the Broncos were like going to be that team, like all right, this is the team that's going to take that you know big step. Russell Wilson's here, offense is going to get going. Nope, I cut him midway point of the season, I think. But and he finished the season on the free agency wire. Um, I, I think he ended up on a team. Some team signed him. I cannot. Gosh, I can't remember his name. It's gonna. I'll I'll think of it as soon as I get off of here, just like we tend to do sometimes. But, yeah, it it was, I mean, Sean Payton was right. So, long story short. I agree with him. I just don't know why he made the comment. I just don't know why he went public with it, put it that way. He had to know that was going to happen. I guess he just didn't care. Now, Sean Payton's an ego, he's an egomaniac, too. Do you, a little bit is is an understatement. I mean, he's a Great coach, successful, won a Super Bowl there in, in New Orleans. And, like, I remember it was several years ago at this point, but when he had talked about possibly retiring or 
not re-signing with the team. I don't, I don't remember what the situation was. And then they ESPN goes live to his press conference that he holds, and it's just this long, drawn-out speech by him, essentially just kind of, I don't know, talking himself up to an extent. It, it was a long-winded way of saying, I'm going to stay with the team. And I just like, man, that was just the most egocentric, I'm coming back, you know, speech I've ever heard. And because LeBron's was just uh, taking my talents to South Beach. It wasn't long-winded. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise LeBron would, uh, would take the cake for that. But it, it was just a weird interview. So Sean Payton would be that guy to do something like that. I just don't know why you do it. Uh, what would you think of Aaron Rodgers' response to it? Keep, keep my coach's names out of your mouth, essentially. I liked it. It was, it was perfect. You know, he also said that, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean you have to like it, and he did not like it. So I think he handled it perfectly. I like I liked both. I liked Sean Payton's comments. I wouldn't have made them if I were him, uh, but I loved Aaron Rodgers' response to it. He was sticking up for his guy, and he—I mean—and he was right. He was—you got the heated response yesterday, and today you got the kind of—you've—you've you've stewed on it. You've thought about it for twenty-four hours. How can I really articulately put this the following day? He did it just the way you should have. Should have. Uh, you're entitled to your opinion, but. Not everybody's going to like it, like you said, and he really didn't like it. So I loved Rogers' response. Being that veteran, he's he's that veteran leader. He's the veteran quarterback, right? Leader of the team already hasn't even played a down for the Jets yet, and he's he's that guy. He's front and center, saying, "You know, keep my coach's names out of your mouth." So I love the response. So it'll make when, things. When are they playing each other? October I think it's 8th? like uh, I think it's like yeah, week five. I think Hackett said I listened to Hackett's response too. Um, it was it was your typical kind of thought out response. Um, nothing interesting to me, but I did like that he said. I I guess I'm kind of glad he said it now as opposed to going into week five. I think is is what he said, but. Yeah, it. I liked Rogers' response. Long story short, and it was—I don't know—it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to see this the last couple of days. And yeah, I don't—I don't know that any of it, it makes anybody look better than the other. I guess it makes Aaron Rodgers look good, but it none of this matters. It's yeah. are you going to win games? What's your win-loss record going to be? That's all that matters. And by week five, we'll see who looks better. Essentially, it's gonna—it's not gonna have anything to do with what either of these guys have said, any of them. But that made me think about Jim Irsay's comments about Jonathan Taylor, his leading—you know—NFL leading rusher, running back that having contract disputes with, which is a trend right now in the NFL, running backs and trying to get paid. But Jonathan Taylor, I don't know if. It, I don't know if he was the leading rusher last year. I know he was, I think, the year before, year prior. Good to have my facts straight there, but or 
little screwed up or twisted, but one of those years he was leading the NFL in rushing. And do you know what I'm talking 20. about, Jim Irsay's yeah, comments? I believe, yeah. yeah, I believe 21 he led the league in rushing. Last year he kind of had a little bit of a fall off. There you go. All right, well, there you go. And, you know, Ursay essentially said, you know, he could be out of the league, you know, tomorrow or Ursay could. And what did he say exactly? One, one of them could be out of the league tomorrow and no, no one would care. Was Ursay talking to himself? Or, or I think he said no one would care about Jonathan Taylor, something like that. I, I didn't hear those comments. The only thing I heard is that, you know, he was – He's not going to treat him now or trade, you know, Taylor now or in October. So he's not budging. Yeah. And yeah, it's not going to happen. The owners have the leverage here. You can like it or not like it, but the owners have the leverage here. This is what was agreed upon the last CBA. And you really can't do anything about it until then. You can have your Zoom meetings with other running backs all you want. It's not going to change anything. It's like having a protest outside of a, you know, a, a pol- police station or a courthouse or whatever. You can protest and you can gripe about it all you want. When does it ever change the outcome? Ex- exactly. It it never has. So at least not right away. Let's count that scene in the water boy when he's in the hospital. That's that's about it. Yeah, I guess so. I. Uh, yeah, but that's only in Hollywood, and this is yep. Indianapolis. So, not getting anything like that from Jim Ursay. I still, it goes back to I don't know why you make the comment, but Ursay is kind of one of those also egomaniac owners, right? So that doesn't surprise me that if an owner's going to say that, it's going to be him. Some sometimes you like Ursay when he opens his mouth, like example Dan Snyder. He was one of the first, he, I think he was the first one to come out against, yeah, maybe we should vote him out, <laughs> you know, talking about Dan Snyder. So sometimes you like that side of Jim Mersey. In this moment, eh, not so much. I don't know why you make those comments if you're him, but yeah, at the same time, I he's, I guess he's right, you know. Yeah, he's not in the wrong. Yeah, but it's. It just goes back to you. I don't know why you make that public. Yeah. Say it. Say it amongst your crew in the house. Don't know why you go on record with that. Okay, more football talk. All right. As I'm scrolling through ESPN, just looking for stuff to talk about, right? Because we just we kind of have to do that this time of year. I'm like, what what's going on? Training camps underway. Women's World Cup, which we'll touch up on a little bit. But one of the headlines is. Uh, do, you know, I don't have this isn't verbatim, but Demar Demar Hamlin, the Bills' safety, is, has essentially he's gotten headlines today for intercepting a pass at Bills' training camp. So he's gets a gold star. I mean, how 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 long are we going to do this? Like within, like while it's still fresh. As far as and, and by that I mean, why is this a headline? You know, it, it's people forget. I mean, he ended uh-huh. up playing. He did not enter last season as a starter. Now, he ended up playing a lot because of injuries, you know, but and was and was a contributor to that secondary. But he I mean, he's one of Bill. 
one of four Bills safeties in that secondary. I don't think he's going to get cut based on reports. But it's not like he he's still in there earning a spot on the roster. You know, this isn't Josh Allen or, you know, uh, Diggs. Stephon Diggs, you know. I'm just – I don't know. How, how far do we take this? You know, he he's become a household name just because of the – what unfortunately happened to him on the field. He died twice. He died twice on the football field. But at the same time, how, how much longer how much longer do, do we do this? You know, how, how much longer is he going to be a story? Pro- probably for probably for this season, right? I'd say and this depends, season. If, and depends on he, what he does on the yeah, field. Yeah, on what he does. Yeah, it could be a lot longer. But I get it. But yeah, it's I don't know. I guess I get it too. I mean you're you're funneling for news right now. And or you're you're really searching for news. And you know, this is a player that's piqued everybody's interest because of what, like I said, what unfortunately happened to him late last season. And as much as you want to know what's going on with him on the field, it's still I get the interest, right? I get I get that you want to know how he's doing on the field, all that. I want to know what his health status is and all that. It still looks really goofy when you're on the ESPN homepage and you see a player intercepting a pass at training camp is a headline. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it just looks goofy. So I'm like, it just makes me say, I mean, how much longer are we going to continue this? And probably for the rest of the year, you know, just depend depending on what he does. Anytime he does something good, it's going to get amplified, right? Um, I just wish the guy good health. Hope the guy makes the team. Hope the guy makes it through the season. We never have to see something like that again. Uh, well, you know, from him, from say from anybody, but that's wishful thinking, right? It's a violent game. You just don't want to see that from him. But, yeah, I just wish the guy well. Um, hope he plays well. It's still a goofy-ass headline. <laughs> you know, it's, it's no, no more dance around it. dancing around it. It is, it is what it is. But, uh, okay, something else big happened today. Jumping sports now. MLB trade deadline. There were some moves made. The big one was Justin Verlander's going back to the Astros for a, some pro, for a couple of players and some prospects. And there might have just been a couple of players. I, I that's what I saw, like two players, and then Verlander. And I, I guess Verlander, he still got paid. He still got that Mets money, right? You can't fault the Mets owner for going out and spending big money, and I think he gets a pass there because. Mets fans are like, I mean, he's trying, right? He's spending money. Yeah. It just clearly wasn't working. It just clearly wasn't working, those signees that they had uh, this past offseason. And Verlander was a big one. But he, we've seen it. He works very well with the Astros. He fits very well into that rotation. And Astros are in the mix. They're going to stay in the mix. Uh, would you say they're the favorites now? Come out of the American League? Does this put them over the top? 
if you're if and by that i mean because you never know really know with baseball but you kind of do too if you're betting if you're if you're betting man like i know you are if you're going into the postseason you putting your money on the astros to come out of the american league probably be a pretty good bet i mean it's definitely not gonna hurt them <laughs> but yeah it might have been the move to put them over the top yeah, they, now they don't have some of those players. Like, uh, some of those players are gone. I think it's uh, Yuri Guriel. I think he's with Arizona now. I mean, they, they've lost some guys, but a lot of that core is still together. And this is bringing a big piece back. I'd have to really look at, the, look at it all uh, because I haven't watched a lot of the AL East, but that's... Record-wise, top to bottom, everybody's got a winning record. At least last I checked. Which, by the way, the Rays have fell out of the top spot in the AL East. The Baltimore Orioles are have taken over the East. Which, when's the last time we've said that? I mean, they were one of the worst teams in the league a few years ago. Right? <laughs> yeah. We've seen a lot of big turnarounds in baseball, like, quickly. Like, last year, we talked about we would we would rip the Reds all up and down this you know a year ago talking about how bad they were and now they're first placed in, in the central in the nl central um pirates started the year at the t in the top of the standings and now they're at the very bottom they're next to last of course my cardinals are sitting there at dead last in the central uh 13 games back from 500 that's all i want to talk about the st louis cardinals but yeah uh if i'm putting money on a team to come out of the American League, I guess right now I'd put it on the Astros, but that's mainly just because I don't know really know anybody else. I don't. I uh, Baltimore has the best record in the American League, but I haven't seen enough of them to say that these guys can beat the Astros. You know, in, in a seven game series, either a five or seven game series, I don't know that. And especially getting a guy like Verlander, it's yeah, I. I It'd be hard to pick against them if I'm a betting guy. Okay, we'll jump back to football. How much how much baseball have you watched recently, by the way? Recently? Uh, none. I haven't watched anything since the All-Star break. I haven't either. Uh, what, when do they do the Field of Dreams game? Like, surely they haven't had it yet, have they? No, we would have heard about it. I want to say I saw something on Field of Dreams today, just scrolling through like social media or something. Surely it's not tonight. I feel like I, I would have seen a little more on it. Um, especially on, I don't know, maybe ESPN.com or something. I don't know, but I would probably tune into that at least for a little bit. Yeah. Unless it got to be like it was last year. It was just a very boring game. And then I'd get out of there but the first part in particular would be pretty cool um the first one two you know two years ago was one of the best actual baseball games i've seen and just yeah, the setting yeah you you could not have had a better game than that one but it dipped last year in quality for sure all right so let's get back to football a lot of free agent running backs still available 
Uh, Dalvin Cook still hasn't signed with the team. Zeke Elliott hasn't signed anywhere. I don't know who's going to sign him. I don't know who's going who's going to want to pick up that contract. If they if teams still owe money on it, I don't know what the contract situation is there. But then again, you I don't know that you had Zeke just because his best days are behind him. I mean, when was he? When did he show out in the national championship game? Was that 2015? Either way. That's yeah. look. Well, that's it's like eight quite years some ago. Time ago. Yeah. yeah, it's like eight years ago. I mean, that's a, that's an NFL career for a running back these days. A good one, a good NFL career. You can make it eight years. Usually, it's you know three that you're actually out there getting the bulk of the carries. But yeah, Dalvin Cook's still out there. He'd be the guy that I would want. I would think. Um, Most definitely. That or if I'm a GM, I'm I'm looking, I'm doing what a GM would do. I'm looking at the mileage and who's available. Unfortunately, it's there, they treat it like they're shopping for cars. You know, you can you can say that's I don't know, I don't know what you would say. It's not fair to do that, but then again, it I mean it's a business. You know, you gotta you do what's best for business at the end of the day. But among the more talented backs out there, yeah, Dalvin Cook will be the one that I would look at. He's worked out with the Jets. Aaron Rodgers has restructured his contract to take less money so that they can get play, go get more players. Maybe go get somebody like a Dalvin Cook. Him with, like, Brees Hall back there, that'd be a pretty solid one-two punch. Uh, you don't have to make, like, Dalvin Cook doesn't have to be the guy. To, for him to come in and be the number two I mean, that's a pretty solid number two option, but, you know, if he can stay, especially if he can stay healthy. How good can the Jets be? They can get like a Dalvin Cook or some of these other, because they're going to be able to sign more guys with this restructured deal Rodgers has had. Like, what? Yeah. what's the ceiling? What, what's the ceiling we could see with the Jets here? Does this take them? Um, because they play 17 it, games now, right? So, yeah. And if it wasn't the Jets, I'd say Super Bowl, but I don't know, man. It being the Jets, I'm a little hesitant, but I don't know. They could probably win the division. Thank you. I think you could. I don't know. Are they in the same division as New England? Or excuse me, as a uh, Miami? Ooh. Because <laughs> I mean they're not better than Miami, are they? No. No. But then again, I mean, I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I trust Tua. But I also yeah. trust that Miami receiving core more than I trust, well, pretty much uh, most. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the only one that's up there on that level is Philly, right? With A.J. Brown and um, uh, Dante... Drawn, drawn another blank here. Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. Why are we not? Why do we not know this? Why are we doing this tonight? Tuesday. It's okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. Philly receiving core. Although it's already public now, but hey, it's what it is. Devontae Smith. Okay, I was close. Yeah, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. That's that's the only other duo. Would you I call see it? That's, 
Dante. Dante, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of my cat, I guess, out here. Yeah, I got a cat named Dante now, so. All right. But, I, yeah, I guess, I mean, it's a, I could see the Jets being like a 12-13 win team, getting a playoff win, maybe even getting to conference final if all things go well. I, I don't see them being better than the Chiefs or, you know, this might put them up there, like with a Miami. I don't know that I'd yeah. pick them to beat Miami, but, I mean, it, it puts them up there. You have Aaron Rodgers. That's that's definitely an equalizer. So, it's it's possible. Um, but, yeah, I could see them as like a 12-13 win team, you know, especially if they can continue with this. Okay, so uh, any golf updates, Brad? I do not have any golf updates. All right. Well, Brad's contributing a lot to this show today, y'all. But I didn't know uh, much going on in the golf world anyway, so I figured I'd ask you while we were here on the air. But uh, we'll touch up on some uh, Women's World Cup action. So, all right. The U.S. women tied Portugal yesterday. 0-0. Scoreless game. Uh, There was a lot that, which barely puts them into the next round. Had Portugal made that goal that went off the post uh usa would be going team usa would be going home right now yep and carly lloyd had a lot to say about it in the post game loved her comments by the way uh she was spot on and, and it's kind of become and it's a cultural thing there with the u.s women's soccer team uh you can like it or not like it it's i will say it's not the most uh, it, it's not the most likable team as far as the what the entire country thinks of them. It's not like the entire country has their back here. But I, I, I liked what Carly Lloyd said as far as you're. I don't like you're out dancing and celebrating, and your most valuable player on the field today was the post <laughs> was was the goalpost. So it's. It doesn't look like one, it doesn't look like the best team in the world. You know, Team USA has won four World Cups, which is more than any other country has won uh, since the women started playing in the World Cup. Uh, they started that in 1991. And Team USA has won four of them. And Team USA has won the last two World Cups. They They don't look like the favorite. Now, I don't see how after three games you could say that this is the favorite. This is going to be the favorite. Well, they scored a total of, what, three goals? And it was all against Vietnam, a team they were yeah. – I, th- I think yeah. Vegas had the – the spread was like six and a half, something like that. Like, they're supposed to run through this group. I mean, other than the Netherlands, I mean, but they're supposed to demolish this group. And yeah, they so just... you weren't you weren't going to run through the Netherlands. The Netherlands <laughs> was – yeah, second place at the last World Cup, and it's a solid program. But um, it's like you said. Go ahead, Carrick, continue. Oh, it just didn't happen. It's it, To say it's, you know, not a disappointment, you'd be lying. Yeah, you're overly optimistic if you, you think this team is still the best team in the world uh, from the looks no. of it. I don't no. see... 
Uh, J- Japan, I, I looked at the, it, made me look at the team's records. Like, Japan's three and oh after three games, and they have a, an 11 plus goal difference. Japan's good, man. An Japan's 11 good. plus goal difference, which is better than any, anyone else. Uh, the Netherlands has a good team, Sweden has a good team. Um, let's say Switzerland, Germany, you're, you're kind of usuals, right? Your yeah. usual traditional soccer powers, and like Portugal, Portugal is a respectable country when it comes to soccer uh, on the men's side but the women i mean it's a startup you know it's a startup but it's going to be a better startup than like your your normal first go around country because this is i mean this is one of those countries where soccer's a big deal so it's not going to be the same as like a usual startup but still team team usa should you should still dominate that game fairly dominate it right yeah and it's not a good look when you squeak into the later elimination rounds like you squeak in and like you won a game against vietnam team you're supposed to route and then you have two ties and that's how you get into the next round and you're out after the game you're dancing yourself you know you're celebrating you're taking selfies with fans and Carly Lloyd said it couldn't have said it better. Like you want to, you want to do that with the fans. You want to have fun, interact with your fans, but at the same time, spirit shouldn't be that high. Nope. Spirit shouldn't be that high on the field. You have to come off that field saying, we got a lot of work too. We got a lot to fix and they do, but really this is just an aging soccer team. I mean, this is the team that's won the last two World Cups with a lot of those same players, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Megan Rapinoe's my age. She's she's our age. She's 38. Are you even 38 yet? Yes, sadly I am. All right. But what hasn't been for long, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Yeah, 38 years old. I mean, for a professional athlete, you're not a spring chicken anymore, right? So, it's just an aging team. Um, yeah, so it, it's only natural that you're going to take a dip talent-wise. They didn't, they were bronze medalists in the Olympics. You know, they were expected to win the Olympics. Came away with bronze in that. So, even just going into it, I would have thought, eh, I don't think that they're, even if you're the favorite, I don't see them routing I don't see them just dominating, you know, throughout the throughout the tournament or pool play and then into the elimination rounds. Have you watched much of it at all or any of it? Uh, I did. Well, I, I watched the entire uh, game against the Netherlands. Yeah, I, I'm basically trying to get a gauge on who who would be the favorite, right? The favorite overall, it'd have to be Japan. Yeah, and you would think, and and Japan's won it before. You know, they won the World Cup in 2011, and they were runner-ups in 2015. You know, the yeah. the first of this streak that the U.S. has gone on. So Japan is a very respectable, um, pro, you know, soccer program. But um, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. But if I'm picking between Team USA and the field, I'm taking the field. Oh. I think you have to. 
all my money, the field. Yeah, all my money, the field. Like all of it. And I and feel very good about it. Past the first knockout round. Exactly. Well, we'll kind of get out of here on this. There was a there were some big fights over the weekend, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. UFC. Uh, Dustin Poirier uh, took a knockout uh, via via that leg or via the yeah. kick, right? That's a hell of a kick. That was the second one that night. Just, how do you how do you say the guy's name that beat him? The guy's last name, Justin. I have no idea. Um, I don't even. I'm not even gonna take a stab at it. Like we're gonna, but it was uh, yeah, nice knockout from him. Uh, the big one for me though, uh, Terrence Bud Terrence Bud Crawford, the pound for pound king. Uh. Putting down Errol Spence Jr. in the ninth round. Ninth round stoppage. Didn't see the fight live. Did you see any of these fights live? No, not live. No, I just watched uh, replays and just the couple of uh, Twitter feeds that would come along. I watched the Terrence Crawford uh, highlights. Just that—that's the one I really wanted to see. I didn't even really yeah. know that there was much. Yeah, there's always something in UFC going on. Every but if other it's not weekend. like, yeah, but if it's not like a marquee kind of name, I'm not gonna really care uh but i i wanted to see i would have seen i wasn't going to pay for it but i would have wanted to go like watch this fight somewhere if somebody had it at their house or something the uh crawford spence fight and yeah terrence crawford solidified himself he went into went into it as the pound for pound king and came out the clear pound for pound king like there's no debating there's no debating after that looked really good puts him at 40 and 0 31 knockouts I mean, handed Errol Spence Jr. his first loss, uh, twenty-eight and one now, and just just looked like the clear better fighter. And been knocked down before. Never been knocked down until this Dude. fight, and he got knocked down a few times, yeah. right? Yeah, he got to be like he stole something. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he did. Okay, all right. Leaving a couple of things out, but uh, football. We actually get a little bit of football Thursday. Hall of Fame game. Oh. Cleveland Browns and New York Jets. We're not going to see, we're definitely not going to see Aaron Rodgers play or anything like that. Probably see a lot of Zach Wilson. Are you going to tune in? Of course I'm going to tune in. <laughs> right, I'm sure I will too. And then we can talk about that and everything else going on in the sports world next week. But until then, we're going to get out of here. This is Grandpa. Brother Brown. Deuces, y'all. Peace.